1: It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commanders beat reporter Craig Hoffman.
0: Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. That is Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman, and it is time to dive into the tape. 34-31, of course, was the final scores. The Eagles beat the Commanders, Logan. But as we uh, first go quickly high level before we dive into the details Anything different from watching it on TV uh, than than watching it on on the all 22 back?
1: Yeah, I think the thing that really stuck out to me was just how sharp the offense was. I think, you know, we talked about in the pregame show and in the in the preview show last week on the podcast that, you know, there'd be opportunity if they could protect. And I feel like they were able to maximize that opportunity. The other thing is, like, I think you see the kind of analytics negative of running the football in certain situations on early downs. It's really weird. Like it it helps. But also there was a period of the third quarter where like EB was pretty heavy running the ball on on first down. And it gets you in these second and 10, second and eight situations. And it, it's a little bit of a claw and scratch to get that first down. Um, and so there's a ton of benefits to it, but there's also some drawbacks. And so that, that was really interesting to watch, you know, play out over the course of the game. Um, and then defensively, defensively, man, it's so frustrating to watch defensive football in my opinion because you're so close so many times to making a huge play and the offense just finds a little bit of space you get a penalty or whatever it is and I felt like in the first half they played a pretty clean side the Washington the, the commanders did and then obviously in the second half there was four explosive plays that lead to points and probably are the difference in the outcome of the game which is crazy but like you know you mentioned it on the pre on the preview show you know at, at Tap Sports Bar don't give up explosives and this is one of the reasons why analytically we got that statistic we always cite where if you have a play of 15 yards or more you're 50, 55% more likely to score points so that definitely what came to fruition because in the first half i thought that the defense did a really good job of being consistent keeping everything in front of them and forcing them to go on long drives also the third down conversions in third and short and fourth and short were an absolute dagger because they did all this great work it's third and two they get a they run for one yard it's it's fourth and one they're like all right well, no we're gonna go tish push here and get the first down and they did that i think twice or three times they, so yeah i think they ran three of them
0: i think they ran two like traditional although the one they didn't get and they had the false start penalty by the way on the other one that they got there was a false start on the left guard i think it was it was one of their yeah. guards jumped and they didn't call it and it's yeah. like yeah, it's really hard to stop. And also the umpire was like still on Jalen Hurts' yeah. butt. And you're like, yeah. yeah, no wonder you didn't stop it. Nobody was ready. And and they left early. And yeah, you give that up. But they also did a great job with the one where they ran around the edge. So um, that was one of the things that I talked about last week too um, here. And I think I know I talked about on the show for sure. Like you've got to avoid third and short against them in a way that you don't have to against right. other teams. Like you always want to, of course, not be third and two. But it is basically automatic uh when the when the eagles get to that point and, and unfortunately the commanders wound up there a couple of times um yeah the explosive stuff we'll talk about uh, emmanuel forbes day because unfortunately like those two things are very tied together he's the guy yeah. that gave them up a lot and started by the way at the end of the first half um that field goal that they get is because of an explosive play where Devonte smith just honestly makes a hell of a play but we'll get to it uh in just a little bit let's let's go offense first though And why were they able to find and create space, get the yards after catch, do so much of the or so many of the things that we've been hoping for in this Philly game compared to a complete inability to do them against Buffalo?
1: Well, it's funny because I don't think they really did anything like dramatically different. You know, I think everyone expected it to be all these new concepts, all these new things. I really think the cadence of the play caller was the biggest difference. You know, EB was a little bit more conservative. We're gonna run the ball, we're gonna run quick game. I also think Sam deserves a lot of credit. He was very, there was a couple times, that there was one play, I think it was in the third quarter, second or third quarter, where Sam Cosme loses really quickly to Fletcher Cox, and they're running a bow concept. And earlier in the season, Sam held the ball and trying to hit the dig. So bow is a five-yard sit and a 14-yard, and a, and a 12 to 14-yard dig behind it. Mm-hmm. And in the in the, earlier in the season, Sam held it trying to hit the hit the dig. And this one, he was like, "There's pressure right now. Let's hit it to the." Is that the quick the... one to Logan Thomas. It was. I think this this was completed too. I'm sure there was. It happened a whole bunch of times in the game. Like him just getting yeah. the ball out quickly. There was also one to Logan Thomas. There was one to Bates too. Not on the same concepts, but in terms of just checking the football down yeah. and the rhythm and timing of the play, I thought he was much cleaner. And this one specifically, Fletcher Cox is right in his face gets the ball out for a 5-yard gate it's third and 4 and they have an opportunity to kind of convert on that third down so i think he deserves a ton of credit i think eb deserves a ton of credit there was a period where it was very kind of you can feel it when you're watching it where it's it was kind of they didn't i didn't know what they were going to do i didn't i didn't know what they were going to do because i felt like they were in a little bit of an offensive rut and i really love it cuz eb calls a a roll a sprint left and they gets an easy completion for 7 yards to jahan I thought that's the perfect thing to kind of protect the pass rush, give Sam an easy throw. And so I just felt like EB was in his bag a little bit, and Sam was playing well, and that the route distribution at the second level was really good. Um, So I, I think there was a lot of really positive things to take away. I thought the O-line competed their tails off. So uh, in terms of off- offense, I think there was a ton of really good stuff. And I felt like they just executed the way – that we'd seen them execute against the Broncos in terms of running routes and spacing and finding open stuff. And I think, I think they deserve EB deserves a ton of credit. Sam deserves a ton of credit, but the offense as a whole, really, in terms of how they detailed this up, I thought they did a great job. Yeah. The detail to it, I really
0: enjoyed. And I think that the play calling was much, I like, I don't say much better, but like the play calling was definitively better in this game for where this offense is right now. And like, we talked last week, and like the the big dramatic sports talky version of this that I would say is um, he's got to realize he's calling the offense for Sam Howell, not Patrick Mahomes. And there was a couple of things I meant by that, uh, mainly that he's got to adjust to a quarterback who is the worst in the league at taking sacks versus the guy who's the best in the league at taking sacks. Uh, and that was backed up by the data so far. This year, not just me watching it, being like, oh, that guy's the best. That guy's the worst. Um, Statistically, like that was the case coming into this game. And that's going to involve running the football a little bit more. That's going to involve a dedicated, uh, quick game, not just of like some quicker concepts, but some screens and things to get the ball out of his hands. It's going to involve moving the pocket. And I think that he did all that stuff with enough regularity to keep the pass rush more or less at bay we will talk about the sacks because he still took five of them uh so we'll talk about the protection breakdowns and how that that improved and can continue to improve in a second but i think that the rhythm that eb got into was really fantastic and and it started early like they ran the ball definitively more early than they have in other games and i i did think that they did a good job too of moving the pocket and and that is a testament to how good Sam is that he can move right, move left, make the throws, read defenses while on the run. Obviously you don't have like a full field read, but like that's that's hard to do. Like and I I don't think people realize that necessarily. Like go run full speed one direction and what feel your head bobbing up and down and then try to move read like all these these bodies uh you know moving all over the place and then and then by the way make an accurate throw. And Sam Sam can do that. And so I was really impressed with how they set Sam up for success. And then obviously I think we see the reasons why both of us are believers that Sam Howell can be the long-term answer at quarterback for this team, uh, because he shows you the talent, shows you the the discipline, shows you the arm strength, shows you the mobility to, to make all that stuff work.
1: You brought up a couple of really good things there. One of the things that sucked out to me about what you said is you talked about Sam you talked about EB. So I want to just touch on a couple of things real quick. One, with the play calling, if you look at the first drive, I think it really encapsulates like what you're talking about, right? They start off with a run. It's a gain of one yard. Who cares? No big deal. The next play is a quick game and everyone was calling for more quick game. But the thing about the way they run the quick game with these receivers ends up being a 15 yard gain. They are they have an unblocked pressure on that play. And Sam, because it is a quick game, is able to get the ball out in the rhythm and timing, protect the offensive line and get a first down, which is awesome. Next play is an RPO. They had a slant on the RPO to 17 great job it's it just it's there, there's a loss on the play in terms of pass protection and it's and it's just because the because the 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 concept is so much quicker you end up with a better play and that's kind of the the result right you got to be rob run you get a catch by number four in terms of choice route you know we've talked about choice a ton with jahan and different guys running it he makes an excellent decision versus right coverage and so you just feel like there's no deep concepts here there's no shot plays or anything like that it's just Guys kind of doing what they're doing. Again, this is a, it's a very high-risk scenario because you don't get any kind of big explosive chunks. So you have to go on a 14, 15-play drive. But I think you see the benefits of kind of this, this quick game, this run first, and then kind of picking your spots to take the shot. And, I'd feel, and the thing that's a little bit frustrating if there's one criticism of the offense is that they didn't hit any of the shot plays. That one to Terry down the field where he's running the post, it's wide open. And I Sam might have got hit, his arm might have got hit, but the ball pressure
0: definitely affected it. I don't know whether
1: directly or indirectly, but you'd like him to hit that one for sure. And then there was one to Diami later where I felt like he left the ball a little bit inside. So there's stuff like that, but I just the the rhythm of the play call and then the ability to convert, right? I think as 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 a guy who's who's called plays at a very different level than EB. There's this thing you get in a rhythm because you're like, oh, this is working. The guys are making their guys are making it come to life. It's I can kind of call whatever I need to call to, to help Sam, and I know the receivers are going to make it work. Guys are going to make good decisions in terms of reading zones, and I think that's awesome. And then you mentioned Sam, and there's that period I think in the fourth quarter where they didn't do anything in the third, and they come out and they convert. I want to say it's four consecutive, three or four consecutive first third downs with him running. He escapes to his right. right, Gibson's out in the flat. He's looking around, hits Gibson, escapes to his left, gets the personal foul. And then I just love that kind of moxie, that confidence it gave the offense. It really sparked them. And they go down and they score on that drive. So great job of kind of responding to the Eagles score, but also being off schedule. Like those concepts when he's scrambling are completely covered. They're blanketed, right? And that happens sometimes when you're in when you're in a game. Like they they win too. And so for him to kind of have the composure to get out of a sack, extend those plays like that is the stuff that is special about Sam that we're excited about. And you, you alluded to there. And I think there's multiple sequences specifically in the second half where you're like this dude, like that's big time football and that's big time elevation of this offense. So uh, I totally agree with all that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, let's zoom out for a second before we
0: zoom back into the details. But like, yeah. would you rather have him or Zach Wilson or yeah. Justin Fields or like all Great these question. all these young quarterbacks? And like, I think the answer through four games, if you if you just look at the tape and look at the you know, or now five games for Sam and however many for these other guys, like, yeah, C.J. Stroud, you probably still want C.J. Stroud. Like, he's he looks awesome down in Houston, and like yeah. you know, Bryce Young, we haven't seen enough yet in Carolina, but like. How many young quarterbacks in the league that are in their second year or less would you want over Sam Howell right now? The answer is just not many when yeah. you see some of this high-level stuff that he's doing.
1: And then, well, you know, sorry, it's a good point. It's just he's kind of in that group of guys to get you optimistic. Like Anthony Richardson doesn't play a super clean game. I think he's 11 for 22. But there were moments where he's making plays right. for the offense. He's elevating. CJ Stroud didn't play the cleanest game. I think he was sixteen for thirty-two or something like three hundred. Yeah, but he's finding explosive plays. He's executing the offense. He's making plays, and you're kind of like, it's not perfect. It's not always pretty, but he's elevating. And you know, CJ Stroud earlier this year had a terrible game. You know, um, uh, Richardson also had a really rough game. I think his first game of the year was not the best in terms of completion percentage. All that maybe his second game of the year but sam is kind of you're going through a similar maturation with him some good stuff some bad stuff some really bad stuff some excellent stuff and i think it there's enough of the kind of it's so hard to define of the playmaking moxie is the mm. word i'm going to use that playmaking kind of the moments not too big for me they're on the road in philly and he's and he looks like he's out playing pickup football with his buddies and there's something there in terms of, and it's got to grow. It's got to continue to grow and continue to get better. But the fact that he takes five sacks this week and is hitting the checkdowns and is more on rhythm, he's just a guy who seems to get better in, in conjunction with the, the playmaker. And it, 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 it gives me a lot of optimism to your point that he's kind of in that group of young players who are, who are guys you want to bet on moving forward
0: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, and the bounce back ability, like not yeah. just game to game, but snap to snap. I mean, I almost felt like when they... Um, whatever nonsense play call they did on the second to last play of regulation where they throw the ball like in the dirt short to to Curtis. You're like, what was that? Like, thank God that wasn't completed because the game's over when that happened. And there was two seconds left. I was like, they're going to score here. I don't know why. I just feel it. like Sam's going to find a way. It felt inevitable. And that's, that's, you know, part of is like the karma for the Eagles doing the dumb thing. Um, But (laughs) also just your, your faith in Sam is, is kind of crazy. And back to the specifics, Right. The, the conversion ability on third down
1: yeah, and
0: leads big. to an offensive efficiency. I think they wound up eight of 17, which is, you know, they started like one for four and then, then picked it up from there. Um, but they finished eight of 17 on third down and two for two on fourth down. Yeah. Uh, and so what you, what you get is an offense that runs like 77 plays, I think. You know, obviously they go to overtime, um, but they don't really run a lot of plays in overtime, sadly. Um, but they... They run all the pl- all these plays, and it leads to Terry ten targets, Curtis eight targets, Jahan nine targets. Yeah. Like that's how you get your playmakers involved. Like you have to run enough plays. And so when sometimes we and you're you're the guy who's taught me this, I think more than anybody, because I'll I'll start whining about Terry's targets or Jahan's or whatever, and you're like, buddy, they ran forty two plays yeah. or fifty one plays, and it's like, oh, I know how to get these guys, you know, more targets, more. run more plays, more, more, more
1: plays, and convert on third down, and. that's the crux of your argument and it's, and it's right on in my opinion. And it's just, it's great to see that because if you don't extend those drives, you don't get opportunities. B Rob doesn't get his touchdown. And we're talking about, Hey, B Rob had a really quiet day that comes on two third down conversion, three third down conversions, because the third one is the, is the one where they do the the quarterback sneak and they're offsides with uh, Logan Thomas and they get pushed back. It's third and six. Then they hit the little, um, you know, the little outbreaking route, outbreaking return route, to Curtis to for the Deioning. first down. Curtis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the next play is a run for that big – it's like an eight-yard run by – uh nine-yard run by um, by um B-Rob, and then he has a touchdown. And so everyone's saying, where's B-Rob? He's not getting his touches because he was kind of flat, I'd say, or well-contained outside of those kind of couple plays. But he shows up, and his stat line looks better, and everybody, everybody's production improves, right? All Rising tide raise, raises all ships. So I, I just think there was – that, that efficiency was so fun to see and the fact they're able to stay on the field and make plays when they had to really, I, I just come out of it feeling really, really good about the offense. And again, they got to do it week in and week out, but I feel much better about that group.
0: Yeah. Um, also continue to feel great about them in two minute situations oh, I mean, to yeah. go out and tie the game like that. They've been great in that situation all year. And how, how often has it felt like, you know, again, no disrespect to Scott Turner, just reality check for Scott Turner as the offense the last couple of years. Like when you see the, the other side, if you will. Yeah. It's like, you know, end of game, end of half. So many points feel like they were left on the board. And and now from not just from an execution, but from a mentality standpoint, where it's like, yeah, no, we're not taking a knee. Like we're going down. Obviously, at the end of the yeah. game, you're not going to, but you know, the all the other first halves this year, I feel like they've they've driven, tried to drive down at the end of the half. Um, with that said, the the one area of concern I would say coming out of this game offensively is Sam Howell does still take five sacks. And I think we're doing a disservice to the listening audience and viewing audience to not talk about that because if he takes five sacks a game, that's still like a record-setting trend. That's still bad. It feels a lot better because they score 31 and it's way less than the nine. And there's no interceptions on other pressures that go with it this week. Um, and ironically, Logan, I did say we, we did our keys to the game on the, uh, okay. the pregame show. And I said sack interception number for them to win. It's got to be four or less. It was five.
1: Yeah. Well, ah! I, th- I think it's good insight, though. And uh, so let's talk about the sacks real quick. So the first one is in the red zone. So you never want to take a sack in the red zone, obviously. But he gets tripped by Leno. And the pocket is and it's not, it's not pristine, but it's clean. Guys are covering people up and he's trying to scramble out and his eyes are downfield to get stripped. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, it's I not don't even like say... he gets tripped. He tripped
0: himself. He tripped yes. over Leno's foot. Um, yeah. Charles doesn't like, I guess he technically gives up a sack there, but that's not really on him.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like that one. I, I, so maybe you're right. Maybe it is just four because I don't. That one in my mind, I, it is. Well, they a stat. didn't win. So I, for my stat to be right, it's got to be five. It's got to be a win. If it had been four, they would have won, Logan. That's how yeah. the math works. All right, that's fair enough. But see, that one is is kind of. It's one of those weird things that happens in a game. Like the pocket's good. He's trying to get out of the pocket. He trips. No one actually touches him. He just falls on the ground, and then somebody comes over and taps him on the head. And it's like, okay, so that one is whatever. The next one, I do. I will say, I think uh, 76, Cosme's done a really good job all season. But I think this game, he struggled a little bit. And he's going against Fletcher Cox. And Fletcher Cox was kind of in his bag. And um, Sam saved him on a sack, I thought, because he, he had a quick loss. Um, we just mentioned Sam gets the ball out. Obviously, there's an, the, the next one in the sequence, uh, Fletcher Cox gets a sack. And it's just a quick win. That's a loss. I, I don't want to say those happen. You don't want those to happen, especially quick losses but it happened. So that, that is an easy one kind of to explain. I think he hits kind of a little stutter step kind of, I don't know. It's a bull. It's a hunt move, right? So it's the patented John Allen, but he's going from left to right on your screen. So arm, his, his, his right shoulder under Cosme's left armpit lifts him up, rips under and is in there for a sack. So he's a good football player. He might be a hall of famer. Like those things happen. Um, the next one I think was tough because it was in kind of a critical situation. It was second and 10, uh, 72 and 71, both give up a pressure. One of them was to Josh sweat. And one of them was to Hassan Reddick, uh, on second, uh, like I said, on second and 10, and it was in a kind of an obvious passing situation. It looked like the offensive line might not have gotten off the ball quite at the, like when they were supposed to, it wasn't terrible, but the, the, the rush has had a really, <clears throat> really good jump. And, that one that's tough. Cause you see that happen in obvious passing situations kind of across the league. And I want to say, yeah, O line be better is what I'm going to say there. Cause yeah. I don't think Sam could have really done anything differently, but that's kind of my general high level thought on that.
0: Yeah. One thing that I will say, if I'm going to go one, uh, one area or opportunity for improvement on the play calling front for our EB, I don't love that second and 10 is always a passing situation, which I know sounds a little crazy, but like, if it's a hundred percent of the time a passing situation and the defense isn't even considering that you might run it and try to get it to third and seven versus third and 10, and you're going to try to get something a little bit longer developing. It's pin your ears back time. Yeah. Like, and Mm -hmm. so whether it's a draw, whether it's a screen, like they have not really used that second and long situation aggression against a defense yet this year. Um, and and I, and I think, I, I think Grant Paulson had this stat, but like, I think they've literally run it zero times on second and 10.
1: That's year. pretty wild. Um, it's, so, so. it's so, it's so funny, man. Like as a play caller, you just get in like, you're unless like oh, you're we act- got to get a chunk back. We got to get it, to third and four, unless you're actively, unless you have someone there that's kind of reminding you, Hey man, like make sure, like, for example, I have a guy on the staff that's like, Hey man, we need to throw the ball in first down. Cause I'm a really big like in high school, especially run the ball on first down. And it's just nice to have someone be like, Hey, Remember, we do this all the time, and you're like, "Great, let's do something different." And because you do have like these rhythms and these patterns that you feel comfortable calling, and I definitely think that's that's one of them for EB, seemingly. So
0: yeah, so I, I would just say, like, you know, you live in thirty and seven sometimes, and you know, uh, or or you might, God forbid, get six yards on a run. Like, and, and it's yeah. especially bad, I think, after a bad run on first down, and it's like, yeah, bad runs happen sometimes. You get one, but if you're going to average four yards a carry. The next one's gonna be for what like nine, eight, yeah. seven, something like that. Seven. Cause then you divide by you divide by two and it's what eight yards happening? total. And then it's four <laughs> yards per carry. Um, so like you might get seven on the next one. So like don't yeah. be afraid of that. Um, I, I would say on second and long, because I do think that's where some of these sacks happen. And then it like then you're in third and very
1: long, and now There's you're third and twenty-two screen. after that. Third and twenty-two. So not yeah, that's a, a non-winnable right. down a distance. And right. So I missed one when we were going through the sacks. The other one was a six-man pressure where they brought like a double-A look, and they just didn't yep. get picked up. And I think Sam's got to probably identify that. But to Sam's credit, like in-game, the last play um, – before the last play of regulation to Jahan, the one to Curtis is that same pressure, and that's why he's throwing the ball out so quick to kind of find a hot solution. So obviously he identified it. He responded appropriately. And I, I love that in-game learning. But that's one where you got to kind of say, hey, man – this is i'm going to be hot here i need to i need to make an adjustment in terms of where the ball needs to go so um on the whole like it's five sacks but i don't know it it felt like a pretty clean game the pockets were pretty good on the whole it wasn't like it was a couple weeks ago when um uh, the san francisco 49ers played the giants and it was pretty much like every down was a loss and it was like six sacks or seven sacks it wasn't like a huge sack total but there was like 30 pressures in the game. It wasn't like that. It, it was Yeah, they, it was a pretty solid pocket. The guys did a pretty good job staying in front of their guys, picking up blitz looks. And while five sacks is a lot of sacks and it's too many sacks, and they would tell you that as well, the I don't think that's necessarily reflective of the performance. And I think the reason I'm kind of optimistic about it is because um, I think Sam looked a lot better in terms of identifying pressure. So that was really good. And I think there was a lot more um and I think the old line was just very competitive in one-on-one situations like Sadiq Charles did a fantastic job against uh Jalen Carter really did a fantastic job and that was a matchup that maybe a lot of people had predicted going the other way but great job by Sadiq and it's
0: funny you say that because uh PFF did not PFF gave him a 29 pass block grade
1: see I didn't see that I didn't really get that vibe from him I I don't you know, I go through and I kind of evaluate all the plays, and I'm going fast, obviously, so I'm not doing what PFF's doing with their army of little football nerds breaking down the stuff. But <laughs> I actually thought he did some really good stuff, like he's he's on the the front side single that Springsby Robs touchdown. Yep. He, he did some really consistent kind of athletic stuff, and I felt like he didn't really give up a pressure at least to my mind. So it'd be interesting to go back and watch that PFF stuff and See what they have classified as pressures because sometimes they classify stuff that I don't classify as pressures as pressures, and that's their prerogative. That's their grading system. But on the whole, yeah. I, I really thought I really thought the O line played well enough to win the football game. Right, it, and I think that, that's important to yeah. yeah
0: like, I think that's important to clarify because people I think will listen to you say like five sacks is too many, but they played okay and be like, how is that true? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. what do the rest of the snaps look like? Yeah, do you play really because like you cannot give up sacks but also play like crap.
1: Yes. yes that's um, but you that, can yeah. also
0: give up a few sacks here and there and play really well, every other down. And that's going to give you a chance to be competitive. Yeah. Now I think the inverse is kind of, I don't say the inverse is true on defense, like in terms of explosive plays, but like, as we'll talk about when we get to the defense here in a second, like, you play pretty well down to down and give up four explosives right. and you're going to be dead. Um, so there's the the, the barometers uh, and the the parameters for uh, offense and defense are a little bit different in that regard, in terms of the big plays giving up uh, one way or the other, because on offense, you have a chance to make up for it on defense. You give a big one. You don't. Uh, and we'll get to that on the defensive side of the ball. Anything else from the offense that we want to hit on before we do get to that defensive side?
1: Yeah, just um, real quick, one thing is I th- one last thought on the offensive line, and that would be that to your point, when they played the Bills, it felt a little bit sloppy at times. Even though Sam was responsible for a lot of those pass, those sacks and pressures and all that kind of thing, and he's holding the ball too long, it felt a little bit more in the balance. The pockets were a little bit tighter, the pressure was a little bit greater. Sam was having a hard time seeing, and this week I felt like that there was more depth to the pocket. There was more width to the pocket. The combinations were much better. I felt like at times they didn't identify exactly who they were going to, but in terms of being physical on the down guy, being physical on the defensive lineman, I thought there was a lot of good stuff that they did that you're saying that this is, this is winning football from that group. So I think that's a great point. You're saying it's, it's there, there is a scale and the sack number isn't the only thing, but the down to down consistency I thought was much, much better from this group. And a and it's something that allows you to win. And I think when your offense scores 31 points and is pretty consistent on third down, that group's playing, playing pretty solid football. So. Yeah. And so
0: how does that match up against other teams like the bills, twitchy athletes, Eagles, a little bit different. How's it match up against, for instance, the bears Uh, that tomorrow (laughs) on take command, make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts.